It's time for the Any Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation, the podcast. Yes, yes. We back. Right up in your ear canal. You know? What's good with you, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good, man. I can't complain. I'm chilling here, sipping a cup of black coffee. You know what I mean? Just uh, ready for a good conversation, man. Just to chop it up. Being in the moment, living presently. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? Let's get to it then, shit. Shit. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I just saw before I got on, we got on the, um, saw the crack the mic. I saw that today is 20 days from the day that Paid in Full, the movie came out. Why are they celebrating 20 days before? I'm sorry, not 20 days, 20 years, oh, pardon 20 me, 20 years. years. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. 20 years from the day that Pay the Fool came out. It's crazy yeah. how time flies, man. 20 years. Wow. That's a hell of a movie, though. That's one of my, uh, we've talked about that here, but that's one of my, like, if it's on at any point in the movie mm-hmm. and I come through it, I'm, I'm watching the rest of it. I'm going to check it out. I mean... They captured an era, especially in New York, in a way that hadn't been captured before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they did you know, that. They did it. Yeah. We we gonna get to it, but Raising Canaan, they do an amazing job capturing it mm-hmm. with, with with some detail. Yeah. And, um, but we gonna get to that. But yeah, we gonna get to Full was the first one to celebrate it. Yeah, you know I mean? kind of set the table for that type right. of thing. To the yeah. point where now. That whole era is described as the paid in full era. That that's how that's how good they captured it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. All these car clubs and all that to celebrating the '90s, '80s cars. They mm-hmm. all say the paid in full era. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. When you yeah. go out to one of the meets, you're gonna see at least one or two cars that got paid in full on the front. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was a whole moment and. And, um, you know, Dame Dash had the vision. And, and, of course, he was there. He lived in Harlem. He was around all of the shit and and had to be a, a taskmaster at, at getting the details right. Shout out to Shaka Pilgrim, who also produced on that, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that saw the vision all the way through, man. You know, you can't be mad when when the when motherfucker see the shit, do the shit, and it's right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't no joke to the culture. You know what I mean? Like sometimes mm-hmm. you see movies that's, you know, they write about it, but then you looking at it and it's like that shit don't match up, man. Damn, niggas weren't doing it like that, not the real ones. But, you know, shouts out to Dane Dash, paying for the whole team that put that movie together. Yeah, that shit was dope. That shit was dope. Um, speaking of that whole paid the full era, this is a little later on. It's actually quite a little bit later on, but um. This weekend I was out kicking it and um I came across chopping it up with this one cat and he had a ninety-five what was it? E class Benz white. 
Mm-hmm. Cocaine white. The shit was like in pristine condition though. With mm-hmm. the little white AMG kind of um hammers. Yeah, the hammers like the all full rim. Mm-hmm. With like little cutouts. It wasn't too many cut. It's like a full, like a full plate. Oh, they, they must was, be talking. They had like the little um like rivets around it. It might have had some rivets around it. I'm not sure. It was it? Be it's, them, could yeah, be it could be Crenshaws. Them, yeah. Could be them Crenshaws. Shits was fire. They was white yeah. like the whip. Shit was crazy, yeah, that, but I mean that sound like them Crenshaws then. Mm-hmm. That's what they call Crenshaws, like Crenshaw Boulevard. Yeah. Crenshaw, yeah. yeah, that's what they call them joints. Um, yeah, in Miami they used to call them buttons because of the rivets. But yeah, but when I, okay. I I had spent a long time trying to find them online because you know, you know I got the 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 Benz old Merlot, and you just looking mm-hmm. at what what may work. And but I wasn't looking at those for Merlot. I was looking at because I originally was looking for a, a, a nine twenty eight Porsche. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like an eighty nineties era. You know that era. Mm-hmm. But you know the the rawest one I had ever seen growing up was nine twenty eight. Had them rivets on it, the Crenshaws, Chrome Crenshaws. That shit was the first car car. Cause you know, niggas was painting like vans and trucks with the airbrush painting and all that type shit. Like the the flip flop looking paint, real glossy, for the mm-hmm. car shows. This is the first time I ever seen a Porsche, any European, painted like that. And it wasn't, it wasn't like ostentatious. It wasn't like gaudy. That shit was like, it was brown. Like when you look at it, it's brown. But when the light hit it, you start seeing all these gold accents and all that mm. type of shit. And, but when you really look at it, you see that that shit got like, it's like painted like crocodile. And mm. man, that shit was like art, nigga. That shit, that car was a work of art. And it had those Crenshaws on it, 928 Porsche. Had that, had the paint that changed colors in the light before. That niggas ain't even seen that shit on regular cars. You see that shit at the car shows, but you didn't mm. see that shit on niggas' cars at, at the house. So, Shout out to the muscle head. He had that shit cracking. That's the first time I've ever seen those rims on that car. Yeah, that's what's up. <clears throat> yeah, it was just it was just fly and impressive. The fact that that car is shit twenty years old, thirty years old, 30. twenty yeah, thirty years old, and the shit was just yeah. Now nah, that shit was pristine. Mm-hmm. Super man, I'm like, damn, that shit was crazy. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Yeah, that's, that's how that's how niggas be pulling up on Merlot, and Merlot almost forty. Mm, look at that, look at that. All right, shit, you know what I'm saying? But it's a it, it takes a certain you got to be in a certain mind frame to drive them type of shits. You know what I'm saying? Like you you can't roll them, so you can't spin the block like a regular car. You can, but if you want to keep it in tip top pristine condition. You mm-hmm. have to think about every move you make in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. every move you make could scratch the seed or pull something out. You know what I mean? And when one thing happened, that shit's just like a cascade. So you try to keep that shit. You know what I mean? You got to have a regimen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I ain't yeah. never had no car regimen. Like, mm-hmm. just even getting in the car is a routine. You got to do boom, backpack, all that shit you got on you. Go trunk. to the trunk first. Put that shit in. You know what I'm saying? Getting in the car. 
empty-handed, clean. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, like it, it, it almost piss you off to see, like when you when you um you get in the car, you put something in the middle console. It's like, yeah, damn, I ain't got nowhere else to put this shit. Right. <laughs> now I gotta look at this motherfucker in here, <laughs> and I ain't even that type of person. You know what right. I'm saying? But make you persnickety. Yeah, but when you get in it and you want to keep it right, you have to become very OCD about taking care of it, which is a bigger lesson on taking care of all your shit, your yeah. your your personal shit, your personal relationships. Like it's a it's a you know what I'm saying it's a it's a real lesson in that because again, the car almost forty years old, mm-hmm. and your kids being there kind of trying to call your shit old and shit because you ain't got navigation and Bluetooth and shit. <laughs> but yeah. then, then you know what I'm saying you rolling this Saturday the sun is like cresting you know what I'm saying not yet dusk but you know what I'm saying it's, it's the golden hour you pull up to the motherfucking light nigga pull up next to you like god damn nigga that shit clean <laughs> you know what I'm saying kids, kids be looking at you like what the fuck going on? Right, right. <laughs> but you you could be in a new car and niggas won't do that. It's something about, you know what I'm saying, taking care of some shit that, that, yeah. that you know what I'm saying, makes people appreciate that shit. And I knew that. I remember growing up, it was a Luke birthday party in Miami. He used to have a birthday party every year, the night after Christmas or Christmas night. And it was at Studio 183, the old one, not the new one that's, you know what I'm saying, that flow riding them on. But the old one, the original. And niggas was pulling up. And it was the first time I had seen a nigga in Miami with a Range Rover. And they had pulled up on their ass. And, you know, and you know, him and his boys just standing out there getting dapped. Blah, blah, blah. Then a nigga had a brand new bitch Christmas. So niggas just showing out. Cat pulled up, brand new bands. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. And nigga pulled up in a vert. Nigga, 72, 73. Mm. Cleaned in a motherfucker, fresh from the paint shop. Man, all the girls went wild. I was like, damn, them niggas was winning the club. They just like they parked they shit, went on in the club. <laughs> all that standing around, they was they was sick. Cause they, you know what I'm saying? These is these is top notch vehicles. Mm-hmm. But but that nigga who put that time in, put that work in, and, and brought that down 73 out, yep. shut it down. Yeah, there's a dude on my block. Uh, I don't know what year it is, but he got an old convertible Corvette, mm-hmm. and I swear this motherfucker like <clears throat> he wa- he wiped that shit down like every day. Uh, <laughs> that seems to be his job. His job is to <laughs> maintain that car. I don't see him no- nowhere else but by that car. You know, alternate side parking. He always got the same parking spot from that forever. And I think, and I'm almost positive, he got like two other cars that are just really buffer cars, just so mm. they could be in front and behind the car so nobody come through, park, and tap his shit. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah, he keep that shit clean, too. He keep that shit super clean. It is. It's You know, you respect it because it's like, one, it's a standout because it's, you know, it's damn near peerless at that point. Ain't nobody out there looking like it. So, and if it's in good shape, 
You know that shit is. It's like when you see the Essence magazine covers with the with the women that be like, "I'm 81 years old and she look 54." He like, "Damn, <laughs> got good lotion." That shit, you worked it out. That shit, what you eating? You know all of that type mm-hmm. of shit. So yeah, just maintenance, just staying on point, just in general is is definitely definitely valued and appreciated. Yeah, man, it's it's just a larger lesson. For, for life in general, take care of your shit, man, and you will be rewarded. I sent you this uh, post. Mm-hmm. Somebody had posted, and it was like, he was like, you know, you know, a lot of people, you know, they, they you know, they, they kind of, oh. they don't have, when they don't have all the stuff, you know, they feel some kind of way. And right. he's like, you know, it ain't about having all the stuff, you know what I'm saying? He's like, it ain't about being poor or rich. It's like, you know what I'm saying? You just don't know how to be poor, you know? And right. he's like, okay, where's he going? And then you see this car is all like a Toyota hatchback, Tercel hatchback. Yeah, yeah. Cream puff colored, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Muddy, it's just dirty, it's just dirty, you know what I'm saying? It's just got, you know, it looked like a, a 80-something Tercel, just dirty. Mm-hmm. And the whole video, he take you through it, he, Wash it, clean it, get it, you know what I'm saying? Go through the whole shit, get it all cleaned out. And then by the end, that shit was sparkling. It was looking like something. It was still was an 80-something sale, but that shit looked mad respectable. And when you hear it with the words that the, the voice was saying yeah. about taking care of your shit, yep. that shit just, that was like, damn, nigga, that's a hell of a lesson. I had to save that shit. I put that shit on save. <laughs> I had to, I put I had it to on save back in. I had to go yeah, check back in with yeah. that motherfucker every now and again. I can dig it. That shit's I start slipping. Right, right. Nah, it's real. It's real. Take care of your shit. You know, that's real talk. You wash your car, you'll fall right back in love with your car. You know what I'm saying? Like you be like, oh yeah, this is this is a car that I remember. It's like a relationship. Right. Same you know with your saying? house. Yeah, same with everything. Same with all of that shit. It's just, you know, stay on point as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Oh, man. What's up with you, man? What's going on? How was your week? Man, the doc dropped. Yeah, what's the, what's the feedback in the streets? How the people been, you know? What's it feeling like? Feedback in the streets is that everybody trying to get the link because not everybody has Xfinity. Right. So. I didn't want to be the guy to ask you for that shit. Like, <laughs> what's up with the link or some bootleg nigga shit? But I definitely, I definitely want some access to the situation. Right. I don't know. Nah, about, nah. Yeah. It's going to stream on a platform called Zumo with an X. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think they said it's two weeks, so it's been a week, so probably another week. Okay. Um, okay. But if you, you know are around an Xfinity, just you know tap mm-hmm. in and search mm-hmm. Black Black Experience. The return should pop right up. Right. And um, it's there. You know, it's it's for me, man. I, I really haven't. It hasn't settled in because you know you've been just grinding. Mm-hmm. That nigga got a, a a title on a platform. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I go to go to the to the TV. Yeah. At the Take house. And type in the shit. Uh-huh. The artwork that I designed is there. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, oh look shit. At that shit. Look at nigga work. You know what I'm saying? It's different. You know what I'm saying? It ain't your desktop. It's everybody's right. desktop. Right. Yeah, it ain't exactly. just on my little social media, on my Instagram. Uh-huh. This yeah. shit is on all the Xfinity fucking boxes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that shit feel 
feel like an accomplishment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, nigga been doing it. It's done. You know what I mean? I made this post on Instagram the other day when it dropped. Um, So it dropped on Thursday. When it dropped on mm-hmm. Thursday, you know what I'm saying, with my name up on the screen, you know what I'm saying, I took the shot. But as I was about to post it, you know how, like, your little memories pop up? Mm-hmm. A memory popped up, and the shit said, from this day seven years ago, you know what I'm saying, I had just mocked up a title slate from a shoot I did in Baltimore. And I was mm. like, yo, this, and I had these little shots. That I'm like, oh, these little slow-mo shots and shit. I'm like, oh, that shit look dope. That shit look like the beginning of a movie or some shit. And then, so I had made it black and white. And then mm-hmm. I just took that that one little scene and put a film by Ali Muhammad. And that was the first wow. time I had ever seen that in writing. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. That shit made it feel a whole lot more realer. Like, damn. And so, from that point on, like, when I did stuff that was my own, I always put a film by Ali Muhammad. Like, when I did Just Being Black, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. there. That was the first time I released that publicly. But mm-hmm. for that shit to pop up, the first, the day that I put that shit up on the screen, typed it in, a film by Ali Muhammad, posted that shit on my Instagram stories, was seven years to the date that my, my first long form shit hit the fucking TV. Wow. That shit was like, damn. Shit is bananas. That's the God like, number. That's the yeah. number of completion. Yeah. I was like, yo, that shit crazy, yo. Seven years on the exact mm-hmm. date, you know? Wow. Wow. So, and, you know what I'm saying? And there's been plenty of times where you nigga was like, man, I should fucking just do something else. You know what I mean? Mm. So, it's, mm. it's, that shit that shit hit in a different kind of way. And you know how sometimes you you have an idea, yeah, I'm going to post this, but then that popped popped up and, and threw me off because I was like, damn, this shit is a whole lot more meaningful, but I couldn't even express it. And I couldn't communicate it in a way to make the post hit any harder because it was just like, damn, it was some personal shit, you know? Mm. Mm. So, so that shit was dope, man. And it's just, so the feedback from the people that have seen it, you know what I'm saying, everything's been positive. I haven't heard any, you know what I'm saying? I know some flaws in the shit. But I haven't heard nobody call me out on none of the shit yet. But but one of the things that that really made it um feel good and hit home is that, you know, when I put it together, I wanted to do it in a certain way that was meaningful. You know what I'm saying? Not only just entertainment, but like some shit that motherfuckers could reference. You know what I mean? If somebody about to go to school or some had to make that decision that a right. parent or somebody could put it in front of their kid and be like, you know what I'm saying? This is an option for you. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like we did a whole give back section in the film so that, you know, people could rethink giving back to universities that they came from. Because sometimes you just don't think about the shit. You know what I'm saying? You just go on with life, go to homecoming, party, go back home. You don't really think about that aspect if you don't really participate in that aspect. And so one of the guys in the film, he was like, Morehouse grad, he was like, yo, I'm from the the legendary class of 1994 because we legendary because, you know, in the given wars, we always come out on top. You know what I'm saying? Our class Mm. always gives the most. You know what I'm saying? And so he called me to get the link, but of course I ain't got the link yet. 
And so mm-hmm. I talked to him, and he was like, yeah, man, because Morehouse homecoming was last last weekend, this weekend mm-hmm. that just passed. And he yeah. was like, he was like, yeah, everybody keep coming up to me at homecoming, telling me they saw it, and they was all saying positive things. But um, he was like, Sunday at the alumni meeting, you know what I'm saying, that that statement that I made about the legendary class of 1994, it helped for other people to come in and say, nah, we're going to outdo the class of 1994. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that, you know what I'm saying, not only were they able to raise more money, but they were able mm-hmm. to raise, they were able to collect money in the room because niggas was so excited, you know what I'm saying, about, you know what I'm saying, meeting, meeting some benchmarks. So that was, you know what I'm saying, that let me know that it was all worth it, you know what I'm saying? Because even, even in doing it, you know what I'm saying, it was times where it was like, man, this shit is overwhelming than a motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? But you, it was times where creatively you could have took a shortcut and been like, you know what, let me just do it like this and get this shit out of the way. But it was like, nah, fuck that. I need to get it. I need to get the words in this motherfucker that need to be in this motherfucker. And to, for that to be like some of the first feedback let me know that that shit was right and that shit was worth it. That's what's up, man. I can't wait to so, see it. Yeah, it man. Sounds good. Sounds real good. Shout out to Will Packer for allowing a nigga to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kenny yeah. Burns for narrating this shit. You know what I'm saying? That's My sister for putting shit all together. And, you know, man, Brendan Moore, who helped me book a lot of the alumni from the different schools. Um, mm-hmm. My man, my man Alex, and all the other shooters, D. Allen, Weird, you know what I'm saying, uh, Johnny, you know, um, mm-hmm. all the guys that was on the ground shooting with a nigga, you know, mm-hmm. like t- 15 hour days shooting home, like just being the homecoming is hard, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> to do from top to bottom, and most people don't come out to two, three o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. we out there first thing in the morning shooting, all fucking day, all through the night. And them niggas held up, and they they rode and got that shit captured, and wouldn't able been able to do it the way we did it without niggas who who had that kind of focus. That's dope. Congratulations, man. That's really dope. That shit got me actually thinking about giving back. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I haven't given <laughs> I haven't given back. I gave Sally Mae everything for a while. And now, yeah, I, I want to go ahead and do that. We've been talking about it. <laughs> That's how it starts, right? We've been talking about it, but I'm right, a, I right. think I'm gonna give back. Yeah, I'm gonna give back. Man. Give some people, give give the people, give the institution some money, you know, to to keep going, to keep thriving, man. Because it definitely yeah. played a huge role in my life, right. you know. Um, yeah. And, and, and uh, that's, that's that's dope. I I never thought about that particular point of pride to be like we're the legendary class in '94 because we give them like that's right. That's pretty fire, you know. Right. And, and, and I, he ended that segment. He was like, you know, what I'm saying, you know, you graduate, go on the road, you come back, yeah, you you look a little better, you know, what I'm saying, you're a little cleaner, you know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying, you're making a little more money, but mm-hmm. you know, we also able to come back and give a bigger check. That shit hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. shit was hard. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, you wouldn't think about it when you think of homecoming like that. You wouldn't think about it because you're thinking the bands, you're thinking the parties. But right. that's it. That's an important part that goes on in homecoming as well, right alongside all that other shit. Them niggas going to leave out of there 
from their check and go party and drink and have mm-hmm. a good time. They're going to present that shit at halftime, and then they're going to go mm. right back to the tailgate. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, right. and, and you have knocked off all of the business. Yeah. That's what's up. It's like paying ties. Yeah. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. So it, it's feeling good thus far, and I know that it's a long road with the life of, of this because, you know, it's not like it's on ABC or it's the Game of Thrones. Everybody going to watch it all at one time. It's going to make its rounds, you know what I'm saying, a few different times in a few different ways. And that's the exciting part because it, it's, it's, it's just like homecoming. The shit don't die. Shit just keep coming yeah. back around. And that's kind of how some of the best docs are too. The ones where you put somebody else on, you know, where it's like, oh, you never saw that? Oh, I got to put you on. And then, you know, you pass it on and then it becomes that type of, uh, you know, that type of uh, go-to messaging, you know? Like, oh, oh, you ain't never see that? Like, it's it's like a, you know, it's, it's, it's valued. It's like a mixtape. It's like, you know, it's dope. It's dope. That's really cool. That's really cool, man. So, yeah. Let me ask you this. Um, I think we might have talked about this before. I know you're not. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe you could correct me. I don't know if you're like a super duper cinephile, but you somebody that's been, you know, Oscar Award nominated. Now you got another, <laughs> you know, you got another project mm-hmm. out in the world, films by. Mm-hmm. Who, who is, or matter of fact, who are, Three of your favorite directors or filmmakers, and then um, and then three of your favorite films. They could be of any genre, documentary, or whatever. Like three pieces, but three of your favorite filmmakers. You know who inspires you, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. and then three of your favorite pieces that might you know that have inspired you they might not even be like this is my favorite movie because i love this movie but like there's something that when you watch it it makes you want to be like yo i want to make some shit or when you see this person work yeah who you got Uh, i mean like that's a on the spot type of thing and it's like yeah you know what i'm saying where it's now i gotta kind of search my brain for the names because some of the, the people that really inspired me wasn't um you know big name films according to my life you know what i'm saying right and it's and it's almost like like when um when um when i was searching through my dad's records for for music and shit right it was like you'll hear songs but you might not necessarily know who what the artist was after a while cuz you're just digging for the sounds but then, you know, you do realize after a while, it's like, okay, boom, Curtis Mayfield might be my favorite artist of all times. He's the most, his his words are the most like my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Not necessarily In what way? Just because the way that he approaches life and his philosophy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he's looking at the world in, in, in a way that's like, it's not on one side or the other. He kind of just kind of telling these stories. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This motherfucker here came through. He, you know, he came. He came from a little town. He got to this big town. He, he, you know what I mean? He changed his whole way. You know what I'm saying? And then 
you know, but he got he went to his head and then he got himself fucked up out here and you know what I'm saying? Motherfucker popped him in the head in the bar, you know? And mm-hmm. my whole life it felt like I'm watching all of that same type of thing going on, neither here on this side or there on that side, but almost as an observer. You know what I mean? Like I like to call myself a, a um cultural anthropologist by self-defined but because that's why it that's the way it always felt it never felt like you know what i'm saying i'm here i'm doing this this is what i do and that's just it it's almost mm-hmm. like i'm always in some new shit you know what i'm saying and having to survive and and fucking be safe but also have fun because i've always had fun no matter what you know what i mean no matter where i was at but um um uh, as far as films, you know what I'm saying? Of course, I like Scorsese. I like, you know what I mean? I like, uh, um, but the, I like a few people, you know what I'm saying? There's a few, I like Spike Lee before we had beef and I, you know, I still like his early works, you know what I'm saying? Um, I like John Singleton because he brought, you know what I'm saying? He brought the neighborhood into films in a way that felt like the neighborhood, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. like not just even, not just uh, Boys in the Hood, but even Baby Boy. You know what I'm saying? Like that nigga who lived with his mama, got a baby mama. She got mm-hmm. a nigga that's in jail. Like all that shit is shit you knew. You know what I'm saying? Um, but as far as filmmaking and and shit that inspired me, it was a lot of um, French New Wave motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And again, if I got to name all the names, I might not be able to name all the names. But mm-hmm. the reason why they inspired me was because um, when I first started shooting, a motherfucker looked at my work, my man, my homeboy D, looked at my work and he was like, man, you shoot Cinema Verite. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. what, the, what the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, you know, it's just like letting, following through life and letting the world shape the story as opposed to you coming in and trying to shape the story. Because mm-hmm. as a director, I'm not I'm not the kind of guy that is very fantastical. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a fantastical imagination and I could dream up dragons and, you know what I'm saying, shit. That ain't how my shit work. My shit is going to be based off of what's right here and putting that shit together in a way that makes it feel like that the world presented it, right? So, it's a, a lot of the French New Wave guys. Um, there was another guy, Cinema Verite guy out of California, who, who uh, damn, man, you wish you would have asked me this earlier so I could look these motherfuckers up and have the names right on deck. <coughs> but but my man, he was a, a director. He was an actor, actually, but he was a director. And he started doing these films in his crib. You know what I'm saying? The nigga would, the nigga would borrow money off his crib, and then make these movies over a certain amount of time in between his movies, and they were all mm-hmm. like cinema verite follows. You know what I'm saying? Follow shoot type of fucking movies, and he and then he'll do that shit, put that shit out. And then next time he do it, he'll do the same shit, borrow money off his crib. I'm like this motherfucker, wild man. But when you look at his work, it's the work that felt most aligned with my thought process again because it's not like you're trying to set it up it's like you're it feels like it just naturally happened that way you know what i'm saying this is just how 
the world would be if you were in the world. And then um, my man, um, damn, Khalil Joseph, mm-hmm. he, he put out a piece um, with this, uh, with this, with this. Uh, I think the artist was from Brazil, Brazilian artist, and mm-hmm. he put out like a mini movie for the nigga album. And it was all, it was like Cinema Verite. It was like, yeah, that's it right there. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? Khalil Joseph actually made me want to just do that shit for real. Like, okay, this nigga doing right. it. And, you know, I found out years later, you know what I'm saying, um, that Khalil Joseph was my lawyer's son. You know what I'm saying? And he hmm. had been talking to me about him. But, and I met him at a breakfast in LA. Mm-hmm. But, um, I didn't, but he, you know, he didn't use his real last name. He used Joseph as his last name. So I'm like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? The lawyer was the guy that actually put me on. Like he, he, he taught me how to fucking connect deals and shit. And he was always free with the information and he never charged me what he should have been charging me. He just kind of took me on his wings and he, he, um, he died midway through that rest in peace. But you know, Khalil Joseph went on, and he was always concerned. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if this direction he should be going. Because I didn't know what his son did. He was just saying that he was concerned. His son was smoking weed, and, you know, he he was concerned that, that he wasn't going in the right direction. He was like, maybe you should talk to him. And we had breakfast, and I'm like, man, I don't, I don't need to talk to him. You know what the fuck he doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't know that that same kid became right. Khalil Joseph. And wow. then I didn't know that until after the nigga inspired me to go. You right. know what I'm saying? Small world. Yeah. yeah, shit crazy. So, um, you know, uh, the names that I don't remember, I, you know, I should mm-hmm. apologize, but, you know, that's how it is. That's what's up. And what films? Any films in particular? You said, you, I mean, you said, I guess you quoted Baby Boy. Man. <clears throat> under Singleton, but anything. Yeah, yeah, all the Singleton shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, that 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 short that Khalil Joseph did is something about, something model. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the full name of it was, but. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a film, it's a French film called uh, either Into the Gallows or Into the Gallows. Mm-hmm. And the shit is wild, man, because it's a very simple movie. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker was was uh, at the office. He was about to cheat on his wife or some shit, and you know he had it all set up. But oh, oh, the lady was gonna meet him at the restaurant, and the nigga was leaving. Then he had to, he forgot something in the fucking office, and he had to go back. And then the nigga uh, got locked, got stuck in the elevator and shit. And then all this shit go down. And um that's how he ended up he ended up he he set up some shit to get killed. He ended up um getting caught because he got stuck in that elevator and shit. Uh mm-hmm. this thing is called Enter the Gallows, Gallows, something or, gallows. Or elevator to the gallows? Yeah, elevator. But it's different in French, but yeah, I think elevator gotcha, to the gallows. Gotcha. Yeah. That it. shit is a it's a black and white joint, but mm-hmm. the shit again. Mm-hmm. You talking about inspiration? Like there ain't no blockbuster. Yeah. Here's an older movie, but the right. way it's shot and the way it feels, <clears throat> like I was just devouring that shit when um when I was trying to get started as a shooter, because right. you know I've, I've produced before, I've done a whole bunch, but shooting was new, and you know 
I was new to it. Shout out to Sean P, uh, DP out here in the game. You know, probably top two, top three in black DPs. Mm. Uh, but he was really trying to show me how it was. But then I was trying to develop my own style and I was using all of this inspiration to develop. And when you're watching something again, like, or listening to something in a foreign language, it don't distract you away from studying the process. You're not, you know, you're not really, you're not really trying to decipher the words. You know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. watching the you're watching the images and you're watching how the images relate to the characters right. and how that and how that all relates to you as the viewer. So um that's how I kinda develop my style of shooting, you know what I mean? And and really, really locked into how how I was gonna be as a director or as a shooter. That's what's up. Seems like um, Miles Davis did the score to that too, which is crazy. Yeah, that was wild because they had a whole bunch of um, they had a whole bunch of like jazz niggas. Like Thelonious Monk did one for another one. They, they had re- mm-hmm. real real nigga jazz motherfuckers uh, <laughs> making their shit. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right. Like letting them get busy. Yeah, and you gotta understand, jazz niggas was the underground niggas back then. They was the hip hop. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, yeah. So, yeah. I was like, yeah, this, this, these motherfuckers was on or something. Yeah, it was hip. Yeah. Hip. That's yeah. such a, <laughs> I just like that. That's such an old school saying, but it means so, motherfucker was hip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's dope, man. Yeah, so, that's, that's where it's at, you know. Yeah, man. Damn, that's man. cool. You caught me off guard. I had a brain fart on these names, man. That's all good. That's all good. I mean, you know, if you come back with it, you know, follow up on the socials. Let the people know. Or somebody will hit you. Somebody going to follow yeah, up. Yeah, a, you yeah. know, there's people listening. Yeah, man. It wasn't Cassavetes, was it? Yeah, nah. John Cassavetes. That's the one who was mortgaging his house. Got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. John Cassavetes. <laughs> speaking of that, not speaking of that, but um, speaking of just leveraging funds, um, and another anniversary situation. I was listening to um, the treatment podcast, and they had um, my man. Damn, why's my man uh, Robert Townsend on? And it's been thirty five years since Hollywood Shuffle came out, mm. and you know that's such a that's one of them. You know that's such an ill movie. Like Robert Townsend, I don't know if he gets enough credit. For the joints that he got out there between, you know, um, oh shit, uh, Five Heartbeats, Hollywood Shuffle, you know, Directing Raw, you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, uh, Partners in Crime and all of that. Like, you know, just listening to a lot of the shit that he was talking about, you know, like he was out there like right after like Spike Lee, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you know, before Singleton, but like just after Spike Lee, when it was when the field wasn't as abundant as it is now. But you know, one of the things that he did was he was arguably the first, from what I understand, and the people at the studio were like, "Oh wow, that's brilliant!" But he was like arguably the first director to use his credit card to charge off all of the um the budget for mm. the film. You know what I'm saying? And then you know. 
when he got the check from the studio because he went back to the studio. I was like, yo, could you cut that check a little sooner? And they like, why are you in such a rush? You know the film? He's like, yo, I've been charging this. And they were like, wow, that shit is brilliant. That is amazing. <laughs> I didn't even think to do no shit like that. Mm. But uh, it was just an interesting conversation, him talking about, you know, uh, you know, how impactful the movie was, how, you know, how it still holds up. But basically, you know, he... He directed Raw. I thought he directed Delirious too, but he directed Raw, mm-hmm. and it was based on because in Hollywood Shuffle, you know, it was him and Keenan Ivory Wayne's that wrote that together or worked on that together. And um, there's that one scene where at that point, you know, Eddie Murphy was the guy. You know what I mean? He was like the the only name in town type of thing. So they were looking for the Eddie Murphy type. So there's a whole scene where they kind of make it fun of Eddie Murphy. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. Keenan and Rob, well, Keenan for sure was close to Eddie, and he was like, I don't know if we should do that. You know what I mean? He was like, but nah, dog, it's funny. And, you know, I mean, shit. It, like, it's funny. It's what's going on out here. I don't think it's going to be that crazy. We're not killing him or nothing like that. And so he's like, I right, bet. And he said, you know, because Eddie, shit, Eddie make fun of stuff. You know, it's what it is. It's comedy. So he's like, all right. They kind of had a little, little, like, you know, disagreement about it. But anyway, they wound up screening it for Eddie Murphy and Eddie laughing at all types of shit. And then the, um, the scene where, where they make it fun of Eddie comes up and he said, the room got a little quiet and shit. And then like, I guess one of his bodyguards, like one of Eddie's bodyguards was like, Oh shit, they said your name, you know, like some old shit like that. And then, you know, it got quiet. And then as the scene went on, you hear Eddie start laughing, you know, Eddie got that laugh. So, Eddie, you know, Eddie's laughing and shit. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the joint, you know, they kind of have a moment. And Rob was like, yo, my, you know, I don't know if you were offended or whatever, whatever. He was like, nah, not at all. That shit is dope. I fuck with it. You know, it's funny as hell. As a man, so you super talented. As a matter of fact, I'm about to shoot a concert movie. Would you like to direct it for me? So he got it off the strength of that. So that's how that, that's how that even that working relationship developed. Mm. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I went, and actually I just... I went back over, I was at my sister's house. I got a lot of my old DVDs and shit, so I found my old Hollywood Shuffle shit. So I'm going to watch it this week because I haven't seen it in a long time. Mm-hmm. But I, it's one of those that I do like. You know what I mean? Just a lot of the commentary, it still holds up to this day. Right. So. I appreciate Robert Townsend for that independent spirit and, you know what I'm saying, and getting that shit done, you know. Mm-hmm. His, his content, you know what I'm saying, I probably was too young to really appreciate it. For what it was, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, um, but I did like you know as I got a little older, he did that Parenthood show. That show was pretty good to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He always had a, a very common man way of thinking about shit. You know what I mean? So right, yeah, yeah. It's not right, not right. not how I would how I would produce a direct, but uh-huh. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I could dig it. I like my shit with yeah. like, I like my shit little with a little texture. Like, yeah. if I made a film, you know what I'm saying, it uh-huh. would be the Curtis Mayfield of films, you know what I'm saying, type okay. of shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying, like okay. texture, uh-huh. real life shit, you know what I'm saying, you could feel, you could feel the energy or the the danger or the caution mm-hmm. or, or the, the conflict in it, you know what I mean, as if I was yeah. doing something narrative like that. Right, right. I hear that. But then motherfuckers might look at my shit and be like, nigga, you be making happy shit, nigga. <laughs> that's funny. You think you be making happy shit? What you got? Just being black, I, I guess that's I mean, happy. Just, yeah, yeah, just being black. 
I got the Wayne Joe Black Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess but, uplifting. Yeah, it's uplifting. uplifting. I, yeah, and, but yeah, I, yeah. I try to do it in a way that has a real texture to it that it's not sappy, it's not like corny. Right. And no shit like that. That shit is like, oh, this is real shit. You know what I mean? And right. like say with, with Dear Black Man, you know, the goal was to reach as many black men, like different kinds. And uh-huh. we accomplished that. And when I saw like gang banging niggas and niggas Nipsey Hustle and niggas like Stick Man Revolutionary niggas and then gospel niggas. And you know what I mean? When you see all the mm-hmm. different types of black men come together and appreciate the shit, it was like, damn, that shit worked. And that's the type of shit you want. You know what I mean? Like I was listening to um I was listening, you know, Merlot is from the eighties. So he got a CD player, right? Mm-hmm. He ain't got no Bluetooth, as I said earlier. But so I had to grab some CDs, you know what I'm saying? And first of all, CD sound quality is is superior as fuck to, to these yeah. iTunes and shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's that, that shit is rounded out. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. off rip no. one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two, well, I was I had the Biggie album, the first album, Ready to Die. Yeah, man, this nigga is a quintessential rapper. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you listen to his shit, like, there's nobody that that's a fan of rap that could not listen to this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like when I was rapping and shit, my friends would probably be like, man, I don't want to hear that shit. What you? What the fuck is you talking about? The nigga talked Mm -hmm. about shit in a way that that would make your homeboy proud. That's sitting next to you, plus the strangers in a whole another city. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. My dog rap, nigga. This nigga rap, and that's that's how yeah. big he is. Like he 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 want he he gonna let you feel it in a way that cuts through the different types of blacks. And as an artist, you wanna you you want your work to do that. You know what I'm saying? As a director or whatever filmmaker, you want your work to cut through the different kinds of blacks, and not just we over here doing this type of thing. Yeah, yeah, nah, man. Shit, we go all day talking about how dope Big was. Nah, you man. know that shit is. Yeah, you know that shit is ridiculous. From complex to simple, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, but effective every way. And then just all types of flows and shit. Like, nah, that kid was. It was the Ellis. It nah. was the Ellis. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Anyway, shit. <laughs> It's time to get into recapping some of this uh, this television that was cracking this week. It was a lot of good shit out here. It was a battle of the finales, you know that was went down, and then uh, just some good some good programming. Um, we got Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We got uh, we obviously got the Dragons, mm-hmm. and we got uh, you know Young Canaan. Where you want to go first? Dragon. Uh, young Cameron, let's just go ahead and start with these fucking dragons. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, okay. Let's start with the dragons, man. Uh, I'm going to speak for, I'm going to speak real quick. And then, because yeah, it ahead, feels like no, 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 shit no, on no, your heart. Okay. No, I, I don't have nothing on my art. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I don't, not but, really. Uh, I, I did that earlier in the season. I'm not going to do that. Okay. That's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, actually, 
You know what I'm saying? Even though I may feel like the whole season was mid, I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I, it felt uh-huh. like it was a little racist. You know what I'm saying? A little racist uh-huh. overtones. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed the actual, you know, I'm following along with the storyline. Can't wait to see where okay. it goes. Hate that I had to wait two years. You know what I'm saying? Felt like I could have got a little more action before we had to wait. But, hey, mm. go ahead. Yeah, uh, damn, it might be a good two years till we see this shit again. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I, you know, it's funny because what about three episodes ago? I kind of came in here and said that this this show was pretty trash. Not trash, but it lost me. I wasn't really invested in any of the characters. It kind of just felt like it was revamping a few times. It really had no direction. And um, I felt like they heard that shit. You know what I'm saying? They heard that shit. And they was like, oh, but wait till we drop this second half on your ass. Because I think these last three episodes have definitely uh, improved. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a little bit more engaging. I like this last, this finale. It was solid. It was a solid finale. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I'm trying to think that what do I remember? Uh, it's interesting in the talk back, they were saying that the last two episodes kind of play as, you know, one in one. You know, one side's Allison's side, one side's Rhaenyra's side. So, you know, we we open it up, you seeing that uh uh, what's my what's homegirl's name? I called the uh, honorable auntie who I accidentally called uh, Lady Fell, mm-hmm. who was actually Rainus, Princess mm-hmm. Rainus. Mm-hmm. She came through, you know, she came through. She pulled up on Rainus and all of them said, "Yo, I gotta talk to you. You know, let's 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 meet real quick. Your pops is dead. You know, mm-hmm. ah, hit you with a with a whammy, but that's not it." Not only is your pops dead, but they done formed on you and they done took the crown. Mm-hmm. And now young Aegon is king over there. Just so you know. I'm just giving you the word, you know. It was like, so you were there when this all was going down? Yeah, I saw it happen. You know, I pulled out my dragon. I made a scene. They was like, but why, you know, Damon was like, well, why you ain't burn, burn everybody at the stake? She was like, look, that ain't my beef. You know, I just wanted to let them know that I knew and then I was going to let you know so you can handle whatever you need to handle. So consider yourself informed. They they coming for you. You know, the greens are coming. You know what I'm saying? They about to kill you because you in the way, you know, and they know kind of, you know, they it's this shit is in contention, you know. So with that said, do what you will, you know, um. I'm gonna be hanging out, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be around, but uh just wanted to drop that on you. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Rhaenerys is pregnant, you know, so damn, she getting she getting all this information, you know, and like somewhat kind of I don't say incapacitated, but she can't really move how she want to move, which was kind of what she said in the very beginning. Right. You know, like I don't really just want to be somebody that's just pumping babies out and can't really, you know, Move how I want to, you know, I can't move at will. I can't, you know, do everything that I want to do. I don't, you know, but here it is. Mm -hmm. This is the time to transition or maybe the succession 
was kind of thwarted. You know, Pops is dead. And you might have a war on your hands. What you going to do? She mm-hmm. like, well, the first thing I do is I'm about to get this baby up out of me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> live or dead, we going to get this baby up out of me. I got to I gotta get this going. Don't touch me. I'm going to do this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she walked, you know, she do a little pacing and, mm-hmm. and pushing and, you know. She passed the baby. The baby, you know, you know, is, uh, enters the world with a thud, stillborn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Real, like, well, no, it was a, it was a thud. It was boom, boom. It hit the hit the the concrete. You know, she she's like, damn. You know, she still held the baby a little bit, but. Shit got real. It's like, all right, now that we got that out the way, let's uh I guess we're gonna have to get to it. So they go, they they having the little service mm-hmm. where they burning the baby, echoing pops and his and you know, her mother, where they burnt the baby, you know. Mm-hmm. Homie comes through, one of the twins pulls up with the father's crown. I didn't realize they had a different crown for Aegon. I don't know where that crown came from then. I thought he would have had Viserys' crown. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the twins pulls up with uh, Viserys' crown, gives it to Rhaenerys. They start, all whoever's present, they all start bending the knee, except Rhaenys. She in the back, like, you know. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Which yeah, was a little... I put this shit together now. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, I she, gave you, she, I hipped you. Honorable auntie feel like she ain't got to do all that. <laughs> nah, she's above the bow. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, give you a salute. Give you that little half smile. And I, every time the camera come to her, she got that little half smile. But, um, so, one, it was like two real cool scenes. But I think like my little favorite shot was when they crown her. And then she go into the little war room. With her squad, like her little soldiers on the side, <laughs> and she pulling up like that shit was hard. That shit felt like she was about to go rock the stage. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh shit, I like how this was shot. Like I like how it came. It reminded me of Belly. It reminded me of when they was coming into the spot. You hear the soul of soul in the background. It had that moment going on. I was like, all right, here we go. This is this is how it's supposed to be. It was nothing reluctant about it. It was a little slight reluctance when she got to the head of the table, but. It was different from Aegon. Aegon needed to see the people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before he believed it. She put that crown on and that shit, that little move, that little, that shit was, that was a hell of a shot. Uh, what else happened? So, you know, they start getting the plotting and planning. You see Damon, he kind of, he want to, you know, he ready to, he ready for war. He stay ready for war. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhaenerys got a little bit more restraint. She got that Obama restraint, you know. She got a little bit of that from her father, but you know, I don't, I don't want to say she's a lame duck yet. But she's like, let's not get emotional. Let's figure this out. What can we do? Mm-hmm. You know. So she starts to see who the allies are. They start switching it up. Next thing you know, um, or actually, maybe after that meeting, I think they have a little sidebar. They had a sidebar with Damon yoked her up. On some yeah. Ike and Tina type shit. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't, I don't know well, about this well, with Damon. Yeah, well, you know, what I'm saying the thing about it was, you know, Damon was always vying for the crown, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In mm-hmm. the beginning, and when she started talking about um, 
Aegon's Dream, the song of um, Fire and Ice, mm-hmm. that's only told to real motherfuckers who are in line to be heirs to the shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't tell real that candidates. shit. Yeah, they only tell that yeah. shit to the real candidates. And in that mm-hmm. moment she said that shit, Damon realized that he told her and he never told him. And that's why she said he never told him. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. That's yeah, why she yeah. wasn't no, tripping. That's why she wasn't tripping off her throat getting crushed. Cause she was like, Oh, this nigga <laughs> no, never I had see. a chance. <laughs> right, 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 right. Damn, look at this. I feel sorry for this motherfucker that's obstructing my airway currently. <laughs> yeah. But I don't feel like that's gonna go uh, you know, unaddressed. But maybe I could be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Feel like there's gonna be some get back for that. That's one of those like I right, fair enough. I'm gonna hey, put man. I'm gonna put that. If you mm-hmm. ever been in a relationship, you know. They they don't forget, mm-hmm. nigga. They you gonna, nah, nah, gonna nah, be some home. get back. Mm-mm, that was filed. That was filed <laughs> in a certain folder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in the D V folder. So um so there go that. Then Oh shit! What's my man's name? The Serpent Warrior, my man Corliss. Corliss, he back, mm. he back in the game. He he rested up. Now this is one thing about Corliss that I gotta say. Now this cat been almost dead for a little bit. Mm. We ain't know what what they call him. The Sea Serpent sea is snake. it the Sea, sea Serpent? Snake. Sea snake. The Sea Snake. So the Sea Snake is back out the blue, resting up with him, his lady. Rainus, you know, she she dabbing him, you know what I mean? One thing about Corliss boy, he going to have his beard shaped up, bro. I don't know. His beard, it don't look like nobody that's on the men. That beard is sharp. I don't know who his barber is. I don't know who the maester is. That shit stays sharp. So it almost undermined him being unwell, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, nigga... You supposed to be sick, but you ain't never mind. All right, fair enough. So he come through to the meeting with the, you know, with a limp. And uh, you know, at first, you know, he still feel a way about his son being, you know, fake killed. You know what I'm saying? So he feel a way about that because he think, you know, they Rain Harris was complicit in that. They they done fake killed my boy. So, but uh, what you call it, his wife is like, uh, look. You know, I hear you and all of that, but you know the thing about the thing about you Valerians, and maybe that could be racist. <laughs> the thing about you, you power hungry Negroes, y'all be getting in your own way. So maybe we should just take a step back and uh, <laughs> listen to what she got to say. She out here going for it, blah blah blah. He say, "All right, man, I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna give her the you know at first, and it was a, I think it was one or two people. But he didn't get checked. I forgot who got checked. But, oh, maybe it was Otto. Otto came through, old punk-ass Otto. He came through with the, hey, princess. like message. Yeah, but the hey, princess, too. Like, though, you got to you gotta respect my, my title change. Well, you know what I mean? New cards. He, he represents the other he, side, nigga. He, of course, he, he of course. He's on the greens, nigga. These is the yeah. blacks. I could dig it. I could dig it. And then, but I'm saying, then Corliss came through. It's like, hey, princess, what's cracking? And then later on, he hit her with the grace to let her know, now nah, I'm, I'm going to fuck with you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we down. You know what I mean? I done got the I got the little uh, the canals on lock. Don't even worry about that. I got the waterways on smash. I got my people out there right now. They good. So that sound cool. Starting to start to get a little bit of momentum. We might, we might be able to win this thing. Mm-hmm. So now, 
uh, they like, yo, we need to send some ravens out to let the people know this is how it's going to be. You know, we got to, we got to, uh, we got to return the message. We got to respond to, uh, old Allison. Well, they were sending the, you know? the ravens to try to gain their allies. So Winterfell and then right, Storm's right, you're in, right, you're right. In. Got it. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's like, yeah, we need, we need some people to get down, get down or lay down maybe. But, uh, so they was like, the young kids, was it Jace and the other one? I forget the other Luke. one's name, but the, Luke, Luke and Jace. Lucis or whatever, but they call him Luke. Yeah. They like, yo, let us take the, the dragons out there. They faster. Dragons are a little bit, yeah, they faster and they're a little bit more persuasive. You know what I mean? So, uh, so, you know, Mother Queen is like, ah, you know, I, you know, I guess, I guess it's about time. You know, it's like when you, when your son about to, you know, take the train for the first time, you know, and by himself and shit. Like, I guess it's about time you could go ahead and do this on your own. And we had this conversation up front where you, you know, the young one, um, Jace, was a little reluctant about stepping into his power. And then moms had to say, look, I felt the same way, you know, like it was, I felt, you know, I had, I dealt with the same thing, but trust me, you built for this. You're going to do it. I believe in you, you know? So he's stepping up. He ready to, to make a flight. So they both, they both got dragons and she's like, you go this to this, this neighborhood, you go speak to them and you go over here to this neighborhood, you go speak to them. I said, all right, bet. They get up there. You see little young Jace. You know, I don't know if his dragon riding is as smooth as it could be. He's still a a developing dragon rider. Young Luke. You know, young it Luke. was. Oh, young Luke. Pardon me. Young Luke is a little developing. He's he got he ain't all the way fully in the saddle. He don't got full command just yet. But he doing what he could do. He get there. He pull up. He step outside. Oh shit! It's the big dog dragon. This shit is sitting outside like the AMG kitted dragon. Mm-hmm. Just real, real aggressive. You know what I mean? Just real aggressive. So he walk up in there. But I like that Luke. You know, Luke ain't no sucker. You know what I'm saying little guy, but he's not a sucker because I guess you know the thing is these cats. It's life or death out here. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could die at any point. So, you know, it is what it is. You walk up in there. Oh, one eye is in the spot, you know. One eye well, is definitely. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. You got to set that shit up, dog. So, okay, go ahead. Little Luke come flying in on his little dragon. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Wobbly. He got a coop. A little wo- uh-huh. wobbly landing and shit. Yeah. He, he makes his little landing and he dismounts. Uh-huh. And then you just hear the grumblings of something big. And then mm-hmm. them motherfuckers yeah. lift his head up to see who around there. Who the fuck is over here with this bullshit? And his big ass yeah. lift up. His old girl mama dragon, the big boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? The big body. The black lady yeah. dragon out here yeah. holding court. Mm-hmm. And I still wasn't mm-hmm. sure that was him. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't thinking like that. I was like, damn, Storm's in. He got dragons too. Got their own dragon, right? I thought they had dragon protecting the whole scenario, but I ain't Uh really think about it, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think about that either. And when he walked in, oh, one eye was sitting up in there, Ah. off to the side. You know, it's always tense. It's Ah. always tense when one eye, one eye see him. 
Put that eye on your ass. You feel away still. Ah. Nigga, you owe me an eye. You know? You owe. He trying to play it cool. Trying to play it cool. He delivered you his know. message. He, he, did, he went out honorably. More honorably oh, yeah, than no, he went got out. his head sliced off. But okay. Oh, wait, wait. Which one got his head? Call his brother. Call his brother. When he, the black, oh, the yeah, black, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got bust down. How I'm not going to go back yeah, to yeah. the blacks when they named this episode The Black Queen. Is that what they call yeah, this? What the name of this episode is called The Black Queen. Uh, <laughs> oh, they trolling you. <laughs> that was subliminal. Yeah, oh, but, shit. But, but hey, that's because, you know, the Targaryens were black. And then uh-huh. the old girl, Allison, the then were greens. So it's the greens yeah. versus the blacks. Gotcha. Go ahead. Gotcha. The blacks got their actual blacks on their team as well. But, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we yeah, ain't the blacks got get the into blacks. all that. Right. Right. The greens got one black. I mean, is he partially? No, he he ain't even on one side or the other. That nigga just at the table. He ain't even got no lines. (laughs) He just a day player. (laughs) He's just a day player, man. So, he's a temp. (laughs) Um, So, boom. So, now uh, he he said what he had to say. You know, my man, like, you ain't got no no offer? What you coming through? You just coming through with, with a fucking note? You ain't got no, you're not trying to marry none of my daughters. Look at my daughters over here. I love how they always look at my daughters like a <laughs> like a fucking car lot owner. Look at what we got over here. We got some sedans. We got, what you want? We got an 81. But anyway, he said, you don't want none of my daughters? He's like, nah, man, I'm already betrothed. I can't even rock with the daughters. He said, but you know, look, I, you just sit with that. I'm about to step off. Homie, one eye, say some slick shit. You know, he go with the strong again. You know, Lou Luke like, yo, I ain't really come for all that. But it could go there. I ain't no punk. I got my I got my shit on me. Stop playing. <laughs> Fuck out of here and just take the eye willy-nilly. They can't go strong out of my eye. Especially if I got two and you got one. <laughs> so uh homie said, nah, 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 chill. Y'all can't fight in the crib. Get that shit. Take that shit outside somewhere. It's peace in my foyer. Right. Please. So Luke jump on his rickety ass dragon, and the storms and storms is storming now. This storm is like a motherfucker now. Fucking, fucking hurricane Ina. This nigga nigga dragon is wobbly than a motherfucker. Got no windshield wipers. (laughs) Yeah, this nigga dragon is going through it, and then here come old big dog. This nigga coming. Before you go to the to the big dog, right? Uh-huh. They are setting it up because when they landed, before mm-hmm. we even saw the big dragon, his dragon was mm-hmm. nervous than the motherfucker, like, and he was calming him down, like, yo, you just just be cool, just be cool, it's gonna be right. all right. We gonna, right. you know what I'm saying? But his yeah. his dragon was like, man, you see that nigga over <laughs> there, nigga? The fuck? That's deep. It was jumpy, <laughs> nigga. That's deep. Oh, was nigga. jumpy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? yeah, yeah, Talking yeah. Be cool, fool. It's, but if you obey, if you follow yeah. along with the thrones and shit, like uh-huh. the lore of the dragons is like the dragons feel their rider's energy. You know what I'm saying? On both, uh, so, like a dog, like a dog. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So uh-huh. he felt that the, the boy was nervous <clears throat> and wobbly. You know what I'm saying? They have his, you mm-hmm. know, have his, mm-hmm. his legs together. Then mm-hmm. big dragon over there. You know what I'm saying? When when um, you know, once they do get to the point where you' about to get to. He mm-hmm. already know my man got beef with Lil Luke. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so he just feeding into the, the same shit. But go ahead. 
So they pull off. You know what I mean? They 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 scooting out. You know, and they having a lot a lot of turbulence, a lot of turbulence on a little propeller plane dragon. You know, and then here come the Boeing seven fifty seven coming through. And this motherfucker coming through now, real aggressive, real aggressive. Now, see, this is the thing. I don't know if he he wanted blood. It didn't feel like he might have all the way wanted blood, but he definitely wanted to punk him. Definitely mm-hmm. wanted to let him know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I could do what I want right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you still, you, you in a bad position. I just need you to know that. Mm-hmm. So... He finally, the dragon, being at his, his small and little aerodynamic, it cut through like the little slim, narrow passageway through the through the mountains, mm-hmm. lose the big dog, and then cuts through the sky. Now it's looking like it's going to happen. The dragon, I guess that shit started to feel good to him. He, he don't like this other dragon on his tail. He like, you know what? Fuck that. I got some fire. You know, he come through. Blow a little fire on big boy nose. Ah, hit him. Boom. Hit him. Now he's like, ah, that ain't do nothing but just irritate a big ass dragon. Uh, you know. Like, so, yeah. Go ahead. The the little dragon felt cornered. You know what I'm saying? That was before he made mm-hmm. it to the clear skies. You know what I'm saying? He felt cornered and shit. He he was nervous. You know what I'm saying? The big dragon up there threatening him, being Debo and shit. So again, as Vasera said in about episode one. It's like the the us controlling the dragons is an illusion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's no, an illusion. No, no. We don't control them. So <clears throat> yeah. So little little boy, you know what I'm saying? And you can hear you can hear little Luke trying to tell him, "Hey, nah, stop, nah, no." He went up yeah, there. Take it easy. Take it easy. He went up there. Both of them said that. But that Even was after, one eye. Yeah, one the little Luke was saying it first before he blew the little fire on him. Then he went on right, up there, right. blew his little. <laughs> And then got the hell yeah. on and you know what I'm saying and broke out. Yeah. And big dog. Did he blow his fly before he got into the I thought he got into the bright skies and then double back and hit nah, him with a little. He got in the bright sky, okay. he got eight. Yeah. <laughs> That's all yeah, after the bright through. sky. I was like, what yeah. nigga, why y'all stopping? Y'all need niggas need right. to keep it flying, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They was looking at the views and the vistas. Like, nigga, you need and to get home. <laughs> big ass dragon came out of nowhere, hungry as fuck. Mad than chomped his ass. Yeah, chomped him. Got him out of here. Shoot, shoot. Cut his ass in half. Damn. Little Luke was done. Little Luke was done. So you like shit. Then little last scene, you know, I don't know who who was it that came back with the I don't know who I don't even understand. I guess they got some some eyes in the sky you know, to they, let, you know, this, let the they, people know. This shit like motherfucking um power. This particular House of Dragons is like power with their little time jumps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, time jumps, and you just know, you just know immediately. Oh yeah, Luke got eight. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so they come through. They must have sent yeah. the rape. Somebody sent the raven. I don't know, but mm-hmm. got a I guess surveillance what, camera or something. Guess what? Little Luke ain't yeah. show up. Niggas had to go figure it out, but they ain't let us know it was yeah. a time jump. We just went from nigga falling out of the sky yeah. to mama getting the note. Yeah. So then they go, they go pull up on the mother. Say, hey, mother. Little son, ain't make it out of there. She hit, she damn, damn, damn. She turn around and she's upset, looking like Greg the Hammer Valentine. She look That's up, a deep reference. She looking like, <laughs> but, uh, she looking like the same face that uh, little Khaleesi had when she was out there struggling. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, when they, when they crossed tough. her up in that town, when she went out there to make a deal, she had them little baby dragons and shit. Mm-hmm. Crossed yeah, her up, she was mad. She was mad. Yeah, he mad as hell. And that's how they ended it. Mad as hell. Yeah. You know, so she got, she now, all of that, let's hold off type of shit. Nah, nah, nah. You done killed my baby boy. You done killed my little one. I got, I got to do that. Fuck this. It's war now. It's war. So we're going to see. Set it up. It was cool. Nice little solid finale. What were your thoughts? Man, I, I thought the finale was solid for what it was. Again, I, I just, it's like, you know how we talk about, like, the set up episodes and shit? Mm-hmm. We just had to be good with this was a set up season. You know what I'm saying? The whole season was just yeah. a, a set up of two families and a lot of dry talking. You know what I mean? So... It wasn't like in the Thrones where you had all this different shit going on, all these different uh, places and characters that you spent time with. It's just like, you know, we ran through this just to get this first chapter out of the way so we could get to the war part of it, Mm -hmm. you know. So when you look at it like that, you can't be mad, you know what I'm saying, Um, when you was expecting something coming off the end of the the thrones then you know you could set yourself up for a little disappointment but um you know i i, I thought that you know uh they they set up the villains nicely you know what i'm saying old patch and his old punk ass mama and they punk ass granddaddy all you punk ass mm-hmm. green motherfuckers you know what i'm saying cuz i'm with the blacks mm-hmm. okay i'm with the blacks you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> but but, you know, set up, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of, you know, subliminals and all that kind of shit. Like you said, the blacks, and then they got the blacks, and, then, you know, the lady, you know, the, you know, all the other women, you know what I'm saying? They die in childbirth, and this motherfucker, he come, she come out there and have her own fucking baby. Fuck, I'm going to have my own shit. Just walk over here, lean in this corner, and I'm push this baby out. So... Yeah, I, I, let me get this. I didn't get yeah. the reference. You know, I, I know what that you know the Targaryens are the dragons and all that type of shit. But as she was right. having the the baby, they kept flashing to a dragon. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't really that mm. was pretty abstract for the Thrones. You know what I'm saying? Usually they should be kind of straightforward. That was a little abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that they set up that um, I thought was cool. I thought they was gonna bring him out in this episode. I'm like, why y'all gonna show the motherfucking nine? Then don't bring him out. But when um, Damon went in there singing to the big, big dragon, mm-hmm. the, the old, the old right. dragon. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. he went in there, and activated the dragon. Dragon spewed all his fire. Like, yeah, motherfucker, y- y'all know what it mm-hmm. is. Y'all know who the fuck I am. Let's get it. Let's go. OG. You know yeah. But. You know, to no avail, you know what I'm saying? I guess he just went back to sleep after that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Take right. a two-year nap. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, he was a day player. He didn't get right, paid right, for the right, whole right. episode. He didn't get paid for all yeah. that shit. Um, you know, Otto came over there with all that disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, your sons will be knights and cupbearers and shit. 
What that nigga mm-hmm. Damon say, nigga? I burn my kids before I let them be cup bearers to your <laughs> cunt. He might as well say, "Yo, puss ass, usurper of a fucking motherfucker." Yeah, yeah. Hey, cunt, you're a cunt of a usurper son. <laughs> that shit was funny. Yeah, they got some wild slander. They got some real creative ways to shit on each other. <laughs> I like that. So, uh, but you know. Yeah. All in all, you know what I'm saying? It's solid. You know what I'm saying? It sets it up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch the next season, even you know, even even with how I feel. Um, I'm mm-hmm. sure it's gonna be very uh um momentous. So uh, that's that's what all I got to say on that. Good show. Yeah. I give it a you know what yeah. I'm saying, he's give a round of applause, you know what I'm saying? Shit. Yeah, yeah, salute. If I salute. if I made it, I'd be around this bitch like nigga, I killed that shit. But you know what I mean? I you see that shit? You see what I did? I'm just yeah, a spectator. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was what it was. It did the job. It did the job. Word. We'll see it in a couple years when they come back. Um, <clears throat> let's take it out to the south side. Go ahead. Okay. Um, south side. Now, this was a season that I felt was a great season for the Power Universe. Probably mm-hmm. one of the better, you know what I'm saying? It's my favorite Power Universe show, right? I think mm-hmm. the texture of it, the details that they that they they paid that they pay attention to, they got the error right, they got the jury right, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the clothes they got right, you know, the actors in this particular show are, you know, all holding their shit down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's nothing really. It's not a lot to be mad at in um, raising Canaan. Um, they cover, you know, what I'm saying, unlike the Thrones, they they skipped through the different people. They kept it to the main two people for the most part. Unlike the Thrones, you know, this finale ran mm-hmm. through all your characters. You know, what I'm saying it gave you a look at everybody in mm-hmm. in the in the play, right? Um, shout out to Rob Hardy who directs a lot of the Power Universe finales and um, premieres. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Fan you home. He did this one? Yeah, yeah. He he directed this. Oh, oh that's what it is. That's yeah, what's yeah. up. Yeah, he did his thing. So, okay. you know, we start that shit off with Marvin. You know what I'm saying? Our favorite uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> fucked up dad with an attitude. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um Marvin got his daughter back. That was that was something to applaud, you know. Juke old Juke came home, you know. Mm-hmm. They they had a little moment. He he you know he's choked up trying to figure out how to say what he needed to say, but he got through it in his own way. You know what I'm saying? You know you know black that black traumatic love is you want to get something to eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's always the the olive branch. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, you got, you know what I'm saying? It was interesting that they they showing like Unique's um, road back to the top where, you know what I'm saying? He's setting up his guys. They in a real trap, nigga. Them niggas ain't, you know what I'm saying? They serving out the trap, nigga, <laughs> with the crackheads. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They having right, have right, problems right, at right. the door. Nigga, crowd control is not right. <laughs> Ground floor again. You know they, yeah, they back, they back. <laughs> they, yeah, got a whole fur coat in the trap, nigga. <laughs> they an upstart. Yeah, 
<laughs> so that shit was funny. Um, Canaan, they you know what I'm saying they went through Canaan and his his gradual um, uh, attitude of fuck my mama. I'm trying to do my own shit, even though he ain't got no shit. His pockets is low. He gonna go steal out the trap. I'm talking about it's mine. It's my birthright. He in the Game of Thrones with this shit. Yeah, real bratty you know with what it. Yeah. He he yeah. old little, little yeah. Joffrey. It's my birthright. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he don't give a fuck. Then you got Lou starting it off. You know what I'm saying? He got some mail of bad news. You know what I'm saying? His girl got a beat that's actually sound like it could do something. You know what I'm saying? Like a real love uh flip. You know what I mean? Definitely reminded me of real love. Go ahead, go ahead. Keep so, you know, he got the beat, you know what I mean? Um he uh he he you know what I'm saying? He gotta go see about that bank shit that the bank sent him. You know what I'm saying? I like that he he had to act. The nigga had to act out there sitting right with the BBSs. You know? Mm-hmm. Um But, you know, as we found out and when he got to the bank that Old Lou can't get rid of his partners. <laughs> that mm-hmm. nigga got more no, no, partners no. than a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. Nigga killed two of his partners and then realized that he killed his partners for his new partner. Mm-hmm. His own kid. sister, who in turns tells this nigga, you can't do shit, nigga, because you don't know shit and ain't nothing out there for you, nigga. I own your ass, nigga. <gasps> Ooh. That, nigga, that was a hell of a scene. Bro. That nigga, that, that nigga Lou, really shed some tears. Like he really shed like yeah. tears, nigga. Them niggas is acting on this motherfucker. This ain't that face face <laughs> acting of, of the original. Yeah, <laughs> These niggas is really acting, nigga. This ain't no Issa Rae crying. This nigga dropped uh-huh. some thug tears. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. This is that's a nigga who when, when got about eight bodies. In this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This nigga ain't shed not one tear, but it, it be your own yeah. people, man. Your own people. That that, that pride was destroyed. You know what I'm saying it's destructive, the nigga. Like, yeah, like, like you know, Rock just trying to keep everybody under our control, which you know mm-hmm. that that era was like that, man. Shit was moving real fast, mm-hmm. man, and and people was trying to protect their shit and trying to keep people in a place that everybody at the whole shit could work. You know, so you know, I respect what she doing. It's just fucked up that she doing it like that, Delu. You know, like really kind of caught frustrated. Yeah, you can see it. Really you can see it. Really yeah. trying to say the nigga dumb. You know what I'm saying? All he good for is is mm. doing her business. So you know, uh, Marvin tried to take up for him. You know what I'm saying? She like, oh, now you mm-hmm. taking up for this nigga? He was like, well, the nigga was slow when them niggas came at my head. Shit, the fuck? You know what I'm saying? The nigga jumped right to it. Then you got um, old Laverne going to get some get back on the church, nigga. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just creep up on him. You know what I mean? Break that shit down. Box him out. <laughs> going to the clink. Then you jukebox has been unlocked. Yep. Yeah, though that shit. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, jukebox unlocked. Jukebox was unlocked. That was one of my favorite. I mean, there's a lot of moments. You know, this was a hell of an episode, man. Jukebox was unlocked. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines, and when she getting, she getting backed out, like when they pulling her about to put her in the car. She was like, "We was just kicking it." <laughs> <laughs> I 
said, oh, shit, nigga, that shit. They had the maniacal laugh. I'm like, yeah, jukebox is turning into full-on jukebox. This Man. shit is like, she getting her Ferrigno on. No. She, she, yeah. There's a lot of lines yeah. in this one, dog. There's a lot of lines. Oh, there's a lot of good ones. Rock, that, good nigga, that nigga Rock told, told my, the boy from, from D.C., He's like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, but my meat is bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That shit was wild. And yeah. as she told yeah, Julie, she told Juliana, it ain't how you throw it, it's how you take it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then um Juliana hit back, you know what I'm saying? My man was like, yo, she's a dangerous lady. Juliana's like, bitch, I'm dangerous too. I'm like, okay, right. Juliana. Here we go. Okay. You know what okay. I mean? Unsuspected. Right. Some, exactly. Some formidable right. enemies for the next season. Right, right. Uh Juliana been tight ever since that little bodega hostage situation. Right. She felt like, you know, uh Rock didn't really handle that the way she should have handled mm-hmm. that. And she is. She's like, all right, well, fuck it then. That's how you plan. Because this is my cousin putting all this shit in right. here. So you about to have me looking cry. All right, fair enough. Watch. 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 I'm going to pull the cousin card on your ass. Yeah. 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 Oh, DC. <laughs> Go ahead. Go Not ahead. a funny line. When um, old girl, the police, went up in the crack house and shit. And then mm-hmm. um, and then it was like, my man was like, fuck Sam. You know what I'm saying? Niggas acting all, all bougie as shit because they spot got a heater. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that shit was funny. That made me have the question. Uh, well, not even the question, but the the, the realization, and maybe it's because it's years later. Because maybe twenty years ago, I wouldn't have felt this way, but it's been so far removed, and you got to really hone in on how you reference it. Mm-hmm. It ain't easy playing a crackhead, Mm-mm. you know. Sam was good as a crackhead. Some of these other, these other crackheads, you know, some of these other crackheads weren't as convincing as crackheads. They sound a little silly. Mm-hmm. It's like, you ever seen Tropic Thunder? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I forget who says it. I think it was Robert, uh, what was my man's name that played the black cat? Um, Robert Downey Jr. I think it was him that was like... Um, I think it was him, but they was like, you can't go full retard. Right. <laughs> you remember that shit? Like, it was just like, sometimes when you go in crackhead, you don't want to be a caricature right. of a crackhead. Right. And that's how most You got to have a little, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Sam did his thing. Some of these other miscellaneous crackheads they had, they was, uh, they was a little off. Mm-hmm. But, um, what else? The one thing that I peeped. Uh, the cool little Tony Danza cameo. That shit was cool, as the uh, as the aquarium <laughs> sales guy. I ain't even peeped. You know that. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was old Tony Danza. Look like I don't know if Tony Danza had a facelift or something like that. I hope I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Old Tony Danza was out there, mm-hmm. and it was weird because now I, I guess I don't remember because he said, "Yo, Rocky came to see him." Was that in the episode before? Because if so, I totally missed I didn't that. Show it. You know what I'm saying? She's probably okay. just made her play. That nigga said yeah, your, your yeah, Tootsie yeah. Roll came on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy, right? That was crazy. Shit. That shit was funny, though. <laughs> yeah, that, that shit is funny. that shit. They, these motherfuckers is like these uh, Tootsie Roll. Targaryen. Tootsie Roll came through. <laughs> <laughs> Tootsie Roll came through. That shit is hilarious, boy. They going crazy. <laughs> Uh, man, I would I would love to be the guy to see who the guy in the writers' room was that pitched that. If that was a white man, saying, you know what you guys should say, 
They're like, ooh, we got a little quiet, but they was like, nah, that's good. That's good. Shit. That's probably some shit they used to say, too. Uh, a little yeah. Tootsie Roll, a little brown. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That shit was funny. But uh, of, of all of the great things I got to say about this mm-hmm. episode, I did mm-hmm. have one problem, one issue. Okay. How the fuck two old-ass white men Make uh-huh. it all the way upstairs in the project through all the shit, all them niggas. Right. Just two old white men. Huh. You know what I'm saying? I got to look back at the shooters. I n't realize they were old white yeah, guys. Yeah, old, old Itali- all the Italians were like older dudes. Uh, I thought there was a little. I thought there was a couple young enforcers. They I ain't think they was probably could have been. Probably, I think they had a couple other uh-huh. young enforcers that got knocked off and then it just ended up being yeah. two old white men. Yeah. But they definitely had way more access than they should have. Right, right. You know what I mean? You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's true. Even the ones that mm-hmm. came to see Lou was old. They're like all older. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I guess I guess bullets ain't got no age, but you know what I'm saying? That was just yeah. it didn't seem it seemed like a stretch, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That they would come yeah. up in the like at the houses, yeah. You know what I'm saying? At Rock House, yeah. Mm-hmm. At at the studio, mm-hmm. yeah, probably. But the projects, right. come on, that's already yeah. like the trap, and they got that shit all. They got they done put up a whole fence in that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's a little. Yeah, I guess that was a little crazy. Now that I'm thinking about. It, there's a few other things that I, that I, uh, you know, I got a few other takeaways. Uh, we did see old Zisa get rocked. She got killed. Mm-hmm. We seen old. Uh, um, Latoya Luckett take a few to the back. Mm-hmm. She got killed. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I had a feeling when Marvin said to Jukebox, "We all we got." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Marvin gonna die." <laughs> I just had a feeling like I was like, "Oh, that was too much foreshadowing." When motherfuckers start to get to that realization and get the you know their full. Three, you know, full 180 degree uh, introspection. You know what I mean? Look at life a little differently. They've resolved their issues. They they kind of back, you know what I mean? They back on point. Mm-hmm. I'm like, somebody, he about to die. You know what I mean? We all we got. Yeah, that sounds like one of them, them last, famous last words. Mm-hmm. So when I seen them get hit, I was like, it doesn't surprise me. I think, I hope that he survives it and they bring him come back on, next season. On, you know, no, power, was, you don't yeah. see them die, they ain't dead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they, they, that's that's mm-hmm. true. Definitely. And that might even turn into who's my man on the wheelchair that had him come through. Is he going to be a new ally in the next season? Or um, the enemy. Or enemy. Or enemy. There's that. He going to be somebody, though. And then um, Looky Lou. It wasn't too, not look, not Lou, but my man, mm-hmm. Peephole. Peephole, Peephole, they didn't Jones. really. I, Peephole Jones, they didn't really like. I don't know if he gonna, if they gonna revisit him, or is Peephole Jones was his whole shit. I'm just minding my business. It is what it is. We'll see. Um, yeah, the Canaan shit. Okay, so boom. Uh, had the little Malicone shout out. You know that was kind of cool when they showed a Malicone out there in Queens. I I never been to that one, but you know they got one up here. And that's. Some of the best roast chicken in the game 
It's been, I don't know, touch and go as of late, but I mean, it, when it's it's up there. Um, I ain't gonna lie, I did like, I did like the oh what a night needle drop <laughs> when my man, my man, uh, one of the what they call one of the salami boys, I forget my man's name, but when the, the Jersey boss put that jukebox on and they went to work. That shit felt like a like a page out of a Scorsese movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nice little needle drop and there's some gunplay. That shit was a nice little juxtaposition. With that mm-hmm. old what a night rocking in the background. That shit was cool. Uh the unique, you know, saving a day at the end, especially after he done tried to kick it to Rocky <laughs> a little while ago. You know what I'm saying? He come through on some hero shit. That shit was that was fire, but Rocky was ready to take her shit like a like a you know like a dawn. Mm-hmm. Come here, do what you came to do. You know, I knew she wasn't going to die, but um, boom, unique come through, save the day. That was fly. Then the very last scene when they're coming outside. Now you got the Howard reveal, unique peeping. What's going on? Why Kanan hopping out the car with the cop? Mm-hmm. What's the deal here? Now this shit is going to it went public. This shit get now we're gonna have to deal with because yeah, it's cause gonna get ugly and somehow a certified. I ain't no snitch, nigga. Yeah, Southside. Yeah. So now it's gonna be like, well, what's up, little nigga? What the fuck? Right, right, right. But we'll see. We'll see. But she already we'll know. He already know. Rock is a snitch. Does he know that? She, she sent his ass to jail. <laughs> she sent who to jail? Unique. Remember she set... Nah, but that wasn't... Remember she set the nigga up to go to jail? Because of her relationship I with totally the police. For- oh, with the with using the uh using his um his jacket yeah. and having Kane and yeah. wear his jacket and then putting the jacket back in the right. spot. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't a snitch nah, move. That on. was, was more of a cooperating di- with the goddamn officer of the law. Was she though? I don't know if she did that because she was trying to kill the officer of the law. I think she just no, set him up. No, what no, part? She had another uh, the other police, man. I can't remember this shit, man. She set that shit up with the law, nigga. Okay. All right. You might you might have that. You know, my memory is kind of funny with these uh past seasons and shit. But anyway. But uh yeah. Rock is you know. We all know Rock got to die. You know? At some point, I mean, based on history. Yeah, yeah based, based on, on the story, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not to be yeah. a spoiler, motherfucker, but it ain't it ain't no book <laughs> yeah. to it, but everybody know 50 Mama died early and shit. Boom, right. he had to live with his grandma. Right. So, I'm thinking, is Unique like the supreme character in this story? You know what I'm saying? Because, mm. you know, all through his thing, he kind of alluded to maybe Supreme being the one. You know what I'm saying? That character that was in the Get Rich or Die Trying was the one. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, it's going to be interesting. So, you know, I can't never rule out if or if not Rocky going to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. as I'm watching right. it, you know, you're thinking in your brain, nah, they can't kill her. She the main motherfucker. But she's killing but it, too. The yeah. show is called Raising Canaan. <laughs> Right, Kenan, right, right, you know what I'm right. saying? He is starting to take off as his own little, you know, mm-hmm. sociopath. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't rule it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. I think, 
This was a hell of a finale. I enjoyed it. Nice little, nice amount of gunplay, good resolution mm-hmm. for every for the most most of the characters. You know, putting things in motion for some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't think. I'm trying to think. There's anything else that uh, I had there? Nah, Burn nah it up. I think that was it. it that was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn anything else you want to talk about Atlanta or I'm how you feeling? Can. All right, let's get to it. Let's talk about it. let's talk about these last. Well, you seen the uh, what we you? I don't know if you want to go into the Mr. Chocolate joint. You saw it. I mean, recently. I saw it. It's funny as fuck. You know what I mean? Uh, uh-huh, parody uh-huh. of of Tyler Perry. Uh, uh-huh. You know, we ain't gotta go too deep yeah. in it. We know, we know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I like this last episode. Yeah, man. I like this most recent episode. Shit was fire. It felt like a little movie. Is it? Was that the um, finale? Okay. No, but it felt like a finale. Yeah, that's that's what I, I had, felt like. Damn, that's how they going out with it. <laughs> yeah, had a nice finale, and it definitely had the resolution of him and Van. You know, like that kind of put that in perspective because you know throughout the uh, you know throughout the um, the series, their relationship was pretty precarious. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they they was co-parenting, but you just didn't really know where uh where they stood with each other. So that was kind of cool to see like they about to be a family, right. you know? Um well, I thought that shit was dope. I will I will ahead. say this about that. Mm-hmm. Many a nigga would have fumbled all of the bags, including myself. Cuz mm-hmm. that communication that nigga did, you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. nigga communicated the mm-hmm. fuck out of his feelings, boy. That nigga's in tuned and in touch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, right, nah, nigga, nigga probably would have tapped out when she was like, nigga, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, I can't put my life to the side just because you want to come back. Nigga would have took that personally and been like, well, shit, mm-hmm. yeah, damn, I tried. <laughs> fuck it, I done did all, all this shit. shit. I got this whole campground. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I drove out here, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? And you know what I mean? This mm-hmm. one, you gonna hit me with that? You pack your life up? That's how emotionally immature I would have been the last time I would have mm-hmm. been in that kind of situation. You know what I'm saying? So I had to respect yeah. the level of communication that he brought out to to I convince did. her to come to the other side. That's a, that's a you know what I'm saying? That don't usually work out in a nigga favor. Yeah, now that shit was that was. That was a hell of a little monologue. That shit, that moment, like that was a, it was a moving ass moment. Mm-hmm. Like he, that motherfucker handled this business, like you know what I'm saying, and 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 got that shit across yeah. to your point. Yeah, he got that Man, shit across. Vulnerable. It landed. Yeah, He's serious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he he meant that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that could be an Emmy look. That could be at least an Emmy um, Emmy nomination. That was a hell of a performance right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that situation, that little, that moment. Cause you was, he, he put it all on the line. He put it all on the line. He felt that shit like, okay. You know what I'm nigga had to and, check uh, to see if the yeah. baby was asleep. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, right, you want some right, s'mores? Right, right, yeah. What are you doing? Uh-huh. Just checking to see if she's asleep. Usually when you're doing that, you're trying to get you some. But he had, he uh-huh. had a bigger fish to fry. He had a, he had a bigger mission. You know what I'm saying? He had yeah. to secure the whole thing, man. And that was that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah no, nah, that was great. That shit was dope. Uh, I like how it was shot. Love how they used the Sade. 
Love is stronger than pride. You know that shit. That mm-hmm. shit was that hit. I never knew the you name know. of that shit, but that, I guess that was the theme of the of the, of the scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not even sure if that's the name of the song. I think it. <laughs> oh wait, wait, that's a is, line. But you know. Yeah, that's the line. I'm pretty sure that's the name of the song too. But like that shit, it 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 was. Some people could have said it was heavy-handed, but it was just so well-placed. It felt right. It felt right. Like, the whole shit felt very mature and very, like, like grown. Mm-hmm. Like, we elevate and we, you know, like, we really want this shit to work out. We, we're doing well. I'm taking accountability. I want my lady. I want my daughter. I want this family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, we're going to make something of this shit. Let's throw on some Sade. Because Sade always, to me, when I was growing up, it took me a while to really get into Sade. It just felt so deliberately grown. <laughs> and, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just very, like, sexy and sophisticated. But that song in particular, probably more than, for me, more than others, she's saying some right. shit on that. But- you know what I mean? And like And it, the trip shit is yeah. that that why I didn't feel it was heavy handed was the way that mm-hmm. it, it was used. They used it mm-hmm. along the way, you know what I'm saying, in a mundane ass scene, right? Everything was mundane. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have known that that was like a foreshadowing of how serious he was gonna go by the end of that scene. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You no, know, right, now that you yeah. say those lyrics, see, I have a pro. I have like a some type of disorder to where I don't always hear all the words to R and B. I'm the same way. And shit. I can't hear. Yeah, I can hear lyrics. I can hear Twister. Yeah, I can hear Twister. Dos Effects. Big yeah. Daddy Kane. Raw. I mean, the old Jay Z. But when motherfuckers uh-huh. start, yeah. that's how that that shit is like. That shit like. <laughs> yeah. That shit like yeah. Charlie Brown grown folks. You know what I'm saying? Wah, 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 wah. Uh-huh. I'm like what uh-huh. the fuck? Right, right. <laughs> nah, that's real shit. I've always been like that. I remember being like in like in high school or even college, and like girls I know they'd be saying all of the words to these R and B songs, like quoting them, mm-hmm. like bars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Saying, yeah, when she said this or you ain't listen to that line. And I'm like, I never even, that shit. I can't hear that shit. That shit was background (laughs) as fuck. It was just melody and vocals. You know what I mean? Tones. Yeah, white noise. It was tones. Shit sound good. It's gotten different now recently. I've been paying a lot of attention. And um, it's some real shit being sung. I'm late to the party. Back back in the day. I could I could hear mm-hmm. like funk like motherfuckers who kind of halfway talking through these lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Like I hear Prince, like chanting. Yeah, I could hear Prince. Yeah, I okay. could hear like James Brown. I could hear Curtis Mayfield mm-hmm. like a motherfucker. But all them, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I can't. I can't yeah. Maxwell, none yeah. of that shit. None of that, none of the barge. None of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, I've been as of late. I've been picking up a little better. Like, um, and it shit be revealing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you be like, oh, this shit's deep as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sometimes nigga be in his feelings and you turn some shit on. That shit is like, that shit is like super grow to your feelings. Like, you really, that shit be really, it's like, it's an equalizer. Mm -hmm. I tell you one record in particular, 
Uh, and it's funny because my real introduction to it was through Eddie Murphy and making fun of the record. But um, I was listening to, I think it's the Off the Wall album, mm-hmm. the Michael Jackson shit. And the record, She's Out of My Life, mm-hmm. nigga. The shit that he's saying on that shit is crazy. But I remember it because I remember Eddie making fun of that shit. So I do a little bit, you know, so I learned, you know, that whole little shit. But when he's saying some of them lines, you know, that love is not a possession, like wild shit. Like you like, oh, nigga, this shit is deep as fuck. This shit is like. Okay, mm-hmm. these yeah these songwriters they deserve all of the kudos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm late as fuck to it, but you know, like nah, this shit is serious. Burr. But yeah, that love is stronger than pride is a is a real one. That shit that you feel that shit. And then Sade, as I've gotten older, like I said, when I was young, it just felt so like super adult, super mature. Mm-hmm. Now that I guess I'm adult, uh, somewhat mature, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could relate a little bit. It resonates a little bit more. She's saying some shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a hell of an episode. It was a hell of an episode. It it could have been a nice little finale. Uh, it was just just very like. Uh, mundane in the way like in a good right. way though you know like just just a day in a life a day in a life so that shit was cool word up i'm curious how they're gonna land the plane i think they got three more episodes oh, okay. so left we got, we got room we got room also yeah we got some room I'm curious how they're gonna go out it's gonna be one of them shows that's gonna definitely be missed but i already know since the shit since the second season it's a great show just even on the rewatch mm-hmm. That's one of them. Yeah, there's so like, many Easter eggs and jewels in these motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of the, some of the stuff you don't understand the first round, you got to go back and be like, mm-hmm. am I am I tripping? Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, that's going to be good. But I enjoyed that shit. Uh, yeah, man. Anything else? Nah, man, I'm good. Shit. You already know it's time to transform and roll out. Hold up. Till next week, tell a friend to tell and a friend. Even an enemy. To get in the conversation. And go watch the return on Xfinity. There it go. We out. <laughs>